Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been in this message series called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. And we've looked at the different ways that these phrases can get into essentially the uh, in front of us when it comes to choice. And it's been so great because it's brought up this possibility and perspective that we can have in our life. I highly encourage you guys, if you haven't had a chance to listen to all the messages, you can um, just go to podcasts or YouTube. They're all right there for you. Matt has an Android, so I don't know if that works on there, but um, I'm sure he can figure it out somehow. So highly encourage you to listen to these messages. But what I want to talk about today, what I want to explore and wrap this series up with is the idea of empowerment. I want to talk through how this series has empowered us with that thought of choice. And we're going to look at a Bible story. Um, it's one of my favorites, and it's not necessarily a story, but I want to look at some characters in the Bible that show and exemplify what it means to empower others and also to be empowered. I can remember the first time that I felt empowered. Um, it was through my librarian. I wore my glasses to try to channel her. But I was in elementary school, and um, I had a really difficult time reading when I was little. Well, I still have a difficult time reading. Sometimes when I'm reading out of the Bible, I'll just skip over names because they're too hard to pronounce. I'm like, I don't know if we really need to know the fourth generation grandfather's name. We probably do, but um, I'll try not to skip over anything today. Anyways, I had a really hard time reading, and but I loved to read, but I was always fearful to read out loud. And I can remember at Longleaf Elementary, when we would go to the library, they would sit us in this big circle in a pit, and they would have us take turns reading out loud. And every time it was my turn, I would suddenly have to use the bathroom, or I would suddenly feel sick, so I would go away. And my librarian caught onto me, and so she thought it was a good idea to have me serve as an assistant in the library, or library, still say that sometimes. So I started working as the assistant, I loved it, I learned all about the index cards, and she would take time to help me read. And my friends hated coming over to my house because we'd always have to play library. I would scan their books, beep, boop, beep, boop. Do you guys remember that? Anyone over 30 in here? Yeah. So, um, you know, we would, we would do that. And it empowered me with something that already lived inside of who I was. I loved books. I loved reading. I loved writing. So it basically just pulled out this potential that was already there. It helped me see who I was at a deeper level. I wrote this down for you. It says, empowerment is an invitation to a deeper understanding of who you already are. Empowerment's kind of this buzzword. I actually looked up hashtags, and there were 900,000 of them, empowered women, empowered business owner, empowered coach. It's such a buzzword. We hear it all the time, but essentially what it means is it allows us to have a choice in our life. Here's the actual definition of empower. It means to give someone the authority or power 
to do something. Maybe you've heard of a power of attorney or someone that has power over a will. Or it can mean make someone stronger and more confident, especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights. So I want you to think about when's the last time you've been empowered? Maybe that was through a parent or a teacher or a boss. Oftentimes to be empowered, we're taught something. There's a tangible and an intangible way to be empowered. When you got your driver's license, you were empowered to do what? Go wherever you wanted, right? Um, we get passports, we gain a new skill set, we're trained in a course. We are empowered in so many ways in our lives, but sometimes there can be this fear like we've learned over the series that prohibits us from stepping into that empowerment. So that's what I wanna look at today. I wanna look at this example of a woman named Mary Magdalene in the Bible, and I wanna look at how she was empowered to change Christianity, to change history, truly. And what I've learned through this, truly, is we have to be careful what we say to ourselves because we're listening. Um, I wrote this down for you as well. Living empowered is not ego. It is a mindset of being enabled and motivated towards a greater responsibility and authority in our lives. Because power without purpose is just a position. Maybe you've known someone like that in your life, a, a boss or a leader that you've worked under and they are in a position of power but there's no intention to lead. That is simply being in power. And what we're talking about is being empowered. Um, one of the things that you'll see throughout this story is an empowerment through equality, an empowerment through forgiveness, an empowerment through grace. If it sounds like there's a feminist undertone there, maybe there is. Um, so when I, when I was looking at this and when I was thinking through it, truly, I was thinking about that idea of when I've been most empowered in my life when it comes to the workplace, right? And I have um, a, I am technically challenged, but it's so funny because my entire job is working with computers. And I've shared before here on a Sunday that when it comes to Excel, which is a software I use all the time, any Excel nerds in here? Matt, raise your hand. Amber, yes. So, um, my boss, actually, she is right here in the front row. She taught me how to do something called a pivot table in Excel. Now, you would have thought that I literally felt she was an absolute genius, which she is, but learning how to do a pivot table for me was like life-changing. I felt like Albert Einstein. You couldn't tell me nothing. Um, I was so empowered in my job, and it was this very simple skill set that gave me the confidence to grow in what I was learning, to feel like I had some value to add. And so when I think through that, I think through that's just a tangible way that I was empowered. So I want to walk you into the story of Mary Magdalene. Maybe you have heard of that name before, but I want to give you some context to who she was. A lot of times when we hear the name Mary Magdalene, she is described as someone in the Bible that was um, best known as a sinner. Back in 591, 
Gregory the Great named her a prostitute in the Bible. But um, theologians today, they have basically washed that away. She was a great apostle. And so we're going to walk through her life. But I want to share this scripture with you before we do that. It's in Hebrews, and um, it's Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And this particular scripture, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. I encourage you guys, um, read through the Bible in many different ways. There are all kinds of versions of the Bible, and I don't believe that there's a right or a wrong version. When you are making a choice to activate your faith and to step into the word, that is what matters. That's when you're connecting to the heart of God. So in Hebrews, it says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has already been marked out for us. Now this scripture is in Hebrews, and essentially what it is doing is it's reflecting back on these great pillars of faith, these people who were empowered through Jesus to share the gospel, and it's something that we're empowered with as well. But I want to look in the book of John. Now, Mary Magdalene, she was from a town called Magdala. So back in the day, um, basically for a woman, what they would do is their last name would be associated with their husband if they had one. And uh, Mary was believed to likely be a widow or to not be married at the time. So like, I'm from Pensacola, my name would be, if I weren't married, Crystal Pensacola. Matt would be Matt Cairo, down in the cut. Um, And so they were associated with the town, right? So Mary is from this small, Uh, Well, it wasn't small. She's from a town on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus had been in this town preaching to the men that were there. And Mary found herself um, very curious as to what they were preaching at the time. And we're introduced to her in the book of Luke. There is a scripture. It talks about Jesus casting out seven demons, but um, some commentary will say that maybe she was plagued with schizophrenia or a mental illness. Anyhow, she ends up following Jesus after this, and Jesus empowers her. He empowers her through equality. He empowers her through authority. You see, at this particular time, women were not associated with any type of Jewish leader. They would not have been um, able to share any type of information as far as in a public setting. Um, And as I think through that, I think about what do you tell yourself? What, through this series, we've had a lot of challenges, but what are you telling yourself that you're not capable of? Is it something at work? Is it something within your relationship, within your marriage? Is it something within your community that maybe you disqualify yourself before you're even able to step into it? So Mary starts to follow Jesus, and she follows him throughout the duration of his ministry. She's there um, when he is preaching to great crowds. She follows him to the cross, um, and she's there for his resurrection. So at this point, what happens is 
Mary um, is the first witness when Jesus is resurrected. So she's the first person that he speaks to. I'm going to read you this quick story. It says, Mary arrived back at the tomb, broken and sobbing. She stooped to peer inside, and through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes sitting where Jesus' body had laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying, they asked. Mary answered, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her, but she didn't realize that it was him. She thought he was the, the gardener, is what some context says. He said to her, dear woman, why are you cry crying? Who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking he was, the only, she, he was the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go. Mary, Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him, she said, Rabbonian, which is Aramaic for my teacher. Jesus cautioned her, Mary, don't hold on to me now, for I haven't yet ascended to God, my father. And he's not only my father and my God, but now he's your father and your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I'm searching, that I'm ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Then Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Jesus. I have seen the Lord, she told them, and she gave them his message. So throughout this story, and I have shortened it greatly, um, my paper is sticking because my gum is right on my paper. That's fun. So throughout this entire story, what happens is Mary is, she's reflected for who she really is. She is seen and known in a way that she had not been able to portray herself before. She was empowered to have clarity and to have an open lens for who God had created her to be. When I think about that, I think about oftentimes, um, and I've shared this a time or two, but that is what I love so much about this community. I love being able to step into a place where whenever I can't even see myself for who I am, the people around me empower me to remember that. Through connect groups, through HC Momentum, through serving, through sitting right here on a Sunday, I am constantly reminded of who I am in God and who he has designed me to be. Empowerment is really about a fearless culture that's risk tolerant. It promotes courageous conversation and invites people to explore their faith. I'm not sure how you grew up, or maybe this is the first time you've ever even heard the word Jesus, but there is something so special about an atmosphere that promotes courageous conversation. I have friends through this community that will call me out and ask me questions when I'm not operating in the way that I have said I wanted to operate, when I'm not operating in an empowered way. And I love that so much. It's such a challenge to have those kind of relationships, but that's the kind of relationship that God has designed for us to have with both him and each other. I want to challenge you with something today. I want to challenge you to imagine what your life could look like if you lived empowered. Not the buzzword empowered, not girl boss empowered, although there's nothing wrong with that. But what does your life look like 
to live empowered. That essence of choice in every single thing you do. That essence of empowering other people. Maybe it's a spouse or a partner or a friend. Have you ever been someone who not only allowed yourself to be influenced or empowered with something, maybe it's just that affirmation of reminding you of who you are, but that you're extending that to other people? There is such validation in being someone who champions other people. It's a beautiful way to live. And I want to I wanna talk through one quick thing that I, I forgot to mention here earlier. This entire series has been about embracing perspective and possibility and change. And sometimes we can come into church on a Sunday and we can sit here and we can listen to a message and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But what awakens and activates your faith is when you take whatever is spoken to your heart and whatever you hear for yourself and you live that out loud. At the heart, that is the whole reason why this community was started. It was started for us to explore our faith and not to just sit in a faith, but to have an activated faith where we can live that out loud. There's this platform for exploring what that looks like in a safe way. And so I wonder for you, what does that look like to leave today, to be empowered this book tells us in so many different scriptures that we are empowered through the Holy Spirit, that we are empowered through grace and love and mercy and forgiveness, just like Mary Magdalene. She was someone that stepped into that empowerment. She was with Jesus through the very end, but there were a lot of courageous choices and conversations that she had to have in that time. So I want to encourage each and every one of you and those of you watching online to live empowered, to take these messages and apply them to your life. What could that look like for you? I'm going to pray for us. Will you join me? Father, in this short time that we have today, God, I pray that there is one seed planted. God, I pray that there is something that will be etched in every single heart that we can take away. God, I pray that your presence would be undeniable throughout our week in this community. God, I pray that you would empower the organizations that we are partnering with through Waymaker to make impact, to change lives. God, I pray that you would give us the courage of courageous conversations a perspective and possibility. I pray that you would help us to live out loud. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be.
And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.